Thanks for listening today to In 16 Years. I'm Amy, and this is a podcast where I talk about what I've learned in 16 years of living with stage 4 endo, severe IBS, fibromyalgia, and interstitial cystitis. My name is Brittany, and I live with celiac disease, anxiety, and my own hormonal fun. We hope this show will inspire you, empower you, and help you feel supported on your own health journey. Brittany and I are not doctors, dietitians, mental health professionals, experts on endometriosis, or any kind of qualified medical professional. So that means that none of the information we share on this podcast is medical or mental health advice. If you get inspired by something we say, always consult your qualified medical professional first before making any changes. Today we're going to talk about energy. So that you don't say, I'm tired. I'm drained. I'm exhausted. I have no energy to do that. I want to, but I just, I literally just. I'm just going to curl up in the corner. You can podcast alone today, Amy. I'm too tired. Oh, yes. (laughs) My dream. Oh, all right. Bye. (laughs) No, Brittany, I need you. I know. (laughs) Wow. (laughs) She knows her value, people. (laughs) My goodness. (laughs) No, but does any of those complaints sound familiar to you? Because sometimes it just feels like modern life is set up to run us to the ground and to make us feel exhausted. All we want you to be is tired, constantly. Be busy. Be productive. So busy that you can't even see straight. Be tired. (laughs) That's what it feels like. (laughs) You gotta wake up and then you gotta rush to work. You gotta sit through traffic. Then you gotta go to work. Then you gotta come home. You gotta cook a meal. You gotta take care of your kids. You gotta take care of your spouse. You gotta take care of your animal. Then you gotta go to sleep. Then you gotta wake up. You gotta do it all over again. Like, when do I breathe? Well, let's just throw some endo in that mix, and that just becomes a whole nother story. Fatigue is a symptom that people with endo often suffer. Mm-hmm. I personally... is a very tired girl. <laughs> She's sleeping. <right> now. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. Wait. She fell asleep. <laughs> mini briefly. nap, mini nap. Um, so I personally, when I first got sick at 16, I, I got, as well as all my awesome symptoms, I got chronic fatigue and I was dealing with chronic fatigue for two years. I was too weak to open the door. I could not walk up to the second floor and it was very, very hard to stay awake in the day. And I was napping all the time, which made it really hard to get to my classes and which made me miss out on a lot of really fun college moments. But napping is fun. So whatever, you know. I thought college kids loved to nap. <laughs> well, not, when you're, like, roommates not when you're like forced to nap, Brittany. Like not okay, when you're yeah. like, oh, I want to hang out not with you. Not when it's not a pleasure And nap. then your eyes are just like closing and you're like, no, but I'm standing up. Don't close eyes. You're just like, oh, excuse <laughs> me. Excuse me I pass out in this hallway. So now I don't have that kind of fatigue that I had before. But I have to be really careful because I found in me fatigue like flares up really easily. And additionally, when my period is coming... I have terrible fatigue, no matter what I do. Game over. So for me, finding energy has been a battle of mine for years. And I have come to the conclusion that energy is more important than having time or having money. Well, that makes sense, because if you have all the time and money in the world and you have no energy, what are you going to do with it? With what? Your energy? Yeah. What are you going to do with your time and your money if you have no energy? You're just going to sit there and be tired. And you're not going to use any of your time or your money wisely. Yeah, you're, this is what it'd be like. Do you want to go out tonight? I have all the money and the time in the world, but I'm 
too tired. Do you want to go somewhere this weekend? No energy. Do you want to go somewhere right now? I'm just exhausted. <laughs> you see, having no energy it makes you useless. <laughs> it's horrible. <laughs> what kind of life is this? <laughs> I can relate. It's sad. <laughs> I have thought a lot about energy. And I realized that energy is something that it has to be nourished. I bet you weren't thinking I was going to say that. And it has to be protected. Sounds like a precious baby plant. (laughs) The seed of energy. (laughs) That'd be a great thing to sell, energy seeds. It sounds like energy drinks. No, they're bad. Bad. (laughs) Energy is something that you get from inside of you, Brittany. And today we're going to talk about how to nourish and how to protect your energy. Your life source. So the first and maybe most important thing that we want to mention about energy. Definitely most important. It's the foundation of having good energy. Imperative. Yes. It is quality sleep. Oh, shocking. Yes, I know. And this is something I personally struggle with, so I can relate to how hard this can be. But quality sleep is literally the most important and the biggest building block for having consistent and continual energy. I mean, it makes sense that what you do when you're awake is impacted by what you did when you were asleep or how much sleep you actually got. And the energy today starts with your bedtime routine from yesterday. Ooh. So without yesterday's bedtime routine, today isn't going to be what you want it to be or as productive as it could be. Oh, no. I know. I think we've all experienced that. Oh, yeah. Well, there's so many factors that go into it. You know, what time you actually start getting ready to go to sleep, not just in bed ready to go to sleep. The temperature of your room, if your blankets and pillows are situated just right, if there's any external stimuli, if you're on your phone, If you're doing other things that are impacting your bedtime routine, it will not encourage you to sleep well. It will discourage you from sleeping. So this is a lot. There's a lot to touch on this. And like I said, it's something I personally struggle with. So we're going to dedicate a whole episode to it. But we're not going to leave you hanging. We're going to talk about Yes, we are. No, we're not. Yes. We do not leave people hanging. Oh. We're going to talk about some adjacent tips right now. Ooh, okay. (laughs) Let's enter the realm of napping. Yes. Because I love naps. She does. (laughs) I nap a lot. In the car, in her office. (laughs) Hey, it's a lunch break. It's perfectly fine. (laughs) You can do what you want on your lunch break. It's a siesta. (laughs) (laughs) And I find napping in my car makes me highly productive. (laughs) I mean. No, seriously. That's that's fair. (laughs) (laughs) So really quick, just a little bit about napping. Because for a lot of us, if like I know that I need naps to get through my day to have a lot of energy. Not every day I need a nap, but there are a lot of days when I, I just need to take a little nap. So to effectively nap, I have figured out, okay, first, be careful when you nap. So if you nap too late, then it's going to impact your ability to go to sleep in the evening. Personally, I don't nap after 2 p.m. because then I find that I can't get to sleep. Don't nap for too long. That defeats okay. the purpose. <laughs> I, I, don't know the, I don't know what the research says. Um, you can look it up. But I think like a, a, the, the, perfect, 30 or the perfect nap is like 20, yeah. 30 minutes or something. So I usually nap for 30 minutes. I put the alarm clock across the room so that this way when the alarm goes off, like I have to get up to go shut it off. Because otherwise, if it's right there, I'll just be like snooze. 
snoot. And I've literally passed. And now it's 8 p.m. And I'm like, <laughs> why was it when I went to nap on Saturday, it was noon, and now it's 4 p.m., and now my whole Saturday afternoon is gone. Bye-bye. And mm-hmm. now I can't sleep tonight, and now tomorrow Sunday is going to Ruin suck. Ruin the weekend. Because I'm never going to sleep tonight. Blah, blah, blah. So don't nap for too long. And then finally, this might seem weird, but I learned this when I had chronic fatigue. Only sleep in your bed. So when you want to nap, like nap somewhere else. So if you begin to associate the bed with like your deep nighttime sleep and then maybe you nap on the couch or I don't know, on a yoga mat on the floor or something like your car, your office. (laughs) (laughs) Sometimes you have to nap where you need to, Brittany. Okay, You just got to nap where there's availability (laughs) for nap. Okay, if there's an open seat. And it's appropriate, then just fall asleep. time. <laughs> They're like, why is that girl snoozing in the waiting room of the gynecologist's office? the spot she could find here. <laughs> I'm like, I'm sorry, I need a little quick power nap before I saw the endo specialist. <laughs> okay. I wanted to be in tip-top shape when we talked about my endo. <laughs> Those are my tips on napping. We will talk more about tips on sleeping in a whole long future episode. It's a lot to go into because sleep is so important and I'm real bad at it. (laughs) (laughs) So really the whole episode is for Brittany. Yeah, it's just for me. My husband can attest to I'm not the greatest at my sleep routine, but that's why we are learning always and I'm a work in progress. (laughs) (laughs) After sleep or maybe tied hand in hand with sleep, (laughs) holding hands with sleep, I would say. (laughs) How romantic. Oh. (laughs) Eating nourishing foods. What a couple. Oh <laughs> <laughs> they look so beautiful together. <laughs> so I think we talked about this before, but sometimes it's hard to remember that what you eat affects how you feel. Like actually factually affects how you feel. Can you notice if certain foods make you crash after you eat them? Have you ever noticed that you have that mid-morning slump? I mean, that's so regular. If you say that, no one's going to bat an eye because everybody has a mid-morning slump where they need a cup of coffee after breakfast. Oh, that's what the slump is? I thought it was like you were slouching at your desk. No, that's a... Okay, that's a slump too, but... (laughs) No, it's just called a slump, okay? Because that's probably how you look. But your food should be energizing you, not depleting you. You shouldn't need a chemical energy booster because your food should be your energy booster. So do you ever feel like a couple hours after you eat breakfast, your brain is full of mush and your body's feeling sluggish? I don't anymore because I watch what I eat. But I used to like really <laughs> But bad. I can't really. And I, I <laughs> For bet years. you if you work in an office or in a place with a lot of other people and I'm sure you've heard people say, oh, I'm so tired. And it's like 10 a.m. You're like, what do you eat for breakfast? Depending on what they say, it might give you a hint. <laughs> a lot of tired. sugar. <laughs> a lot of carbs and sugar. That's why you're tired. <laughs> so that's a real one. And it affects us a lot, especially if you have a job where you use your brain a lot. It's, it's not the best option. Well, that's to ask yourself, like, what are you eating? So is what you're eating providing nutritional value or is it just empty carbs that are that are filling your stomach? Like after you're like, oh, yeah, now I'm full. My stomach isn't hungry anymore. But for an hour. What about <laughs> my like what about my actual physical needs? Like did this food satiate my body? Did this provide energy for my brain? And a great tip going along with that is if have you ever considered keeping a food journal? And this is something that I actually did in college because I would notice that during certain times of the day, I'd feel really weird and I didn't know why or my brain would be super foggy or I'd, my stomach would be really upset and I didn't know what was going on. 
And so I started keeping a food journal to see if I could tie back some of those issues to something I was ingesting. You know, I noticed, but it took me like five or six times to notice. I noticed that when I eat olives, even just like, I love olives, okay? I love olives And I tried so many different brands, but I noticed that when I just eat like even three or four olives, that I literally pass out like 15 minutes later. Like I'll literally be sitting there eating and then my eyes will feel real, I mean like so heavy. I'm like, am I in college? Do I have chronic (laughs) fatigue again? It's back. And then I, I actually literally cannot open my eyes and then I'll just fall asleep. But it took you a while to figure that out. And now, you know, what I think for me, it really affects me like the sodium level of mm. foods. Olives have a lot of sodium. Like if you look on the yeah. back and it's like one olive is 10 percent of your sodium. So if you <laughs> eat like four, you'd be eating like half your sodium level for yeah. the day. And yeah. So it's like, OK, if I stay clear of olives and like other foods, like a lot of times I, I, I can have more energy. Well, sometimes it's... And it's so sad because I love olives. I know, so I love olives Especially too. the ones They're that little are... little gems. Stuffed with cheese, which I can't eat peppers. cheese anyway. Ooh. I hate peppers. So oh. We both talked about a food that we hate. <laughs> but they're beautiful, okay? Just the point. <laughs> those olives, they just feel like yummy, they're right? Beautiful. They're just like... Well, I mean, sometimes it's easy to forget that a food is supposed to be fuel and not just something that we want to have because it's yummy. Ooh. So... Carried away, by the, carried away by the taste buds. We were seduced by the yum. <laughs> <laughs> olives. Oh, I'm just going to eat some olives. Now I really want to go have some oh, olives. Now I'm Stop asleep. <laughs> when I really wanted to shut up, I just give her olives. <laughs> like, I was with my boyfriend. We went camping. And in the car, and the, we were about to arrive. And I was like, let me just open these olives. before I realized that olives did that. Oh, no. And I opened these olives. And we ate, like, I don't know. We each ate, like, five olives or something. And then we arrived. And we were supposed to set up the tent. And, and guess I, who didn't set up the I tent? I guess who. I was, my eyes were closing. And I was like, I just told him. I was like, I'm so sorry. I can't open my eyes. There's something wrong with me. And then I, and then I just, like. <laughs> passed out in the front seat of the car and he was he was very understanding like he's very understanding but he was kind of like oh yeah great time to fall asleep when we arrive and we had this like oh no wait she's actually asleep (laughs) like oh no it's real i woke up like all the tent is there like the sleeping bags are out there's like a there's like a you know the fire pits going i'm like oh oh, i've been asleep for an hour that's how it should be every time (laughs) i've been asleep for an hour and a half oops i didn't plan that i swear to god (laughs) always carry the olive I always carry olives in my pocket in case I want to get out of an obligation. <laughs> Fair enough. That's smart. <laughs> we should all have something like that. Okay, next. So remember that you have to protect your energy once you get it. So you have to avoid those energy drainers. <laughs> like olives. <laughs> no, Brittany, the oh. emotional energy drainers. Oh, okay. Well, olives? <laughs> I emotionally love them, so... <laughs> Oh I was thinking more along the lines of stress. Okay, fair. So stress pretty much sucks the life out of you. Like actually does. Would yes. you agree? Yes. Like if, okay, I don't know about you, but if I have a stressful day at work, and I mean like really intensely stressful, I will come home. I feel like, like I literally feel like I cannot put one foot in front of the I other. I feel like I've been beat up and <laughs> swallowed and spit out. All I want to do is come home and I'm just like, I have no energy. I just want to watch Netflix. Yeah, it's awful. Stress is awful for energy. So recently I've been thinking, oh, can I make a list of the things that stress me out and just avoid them or eliminate them or learn how to manage them better? So my stress tips from work is. If I'm feeling very stressed at work, I take a lot of breaks. 
And then I go outside on my lunch break and I take a walk. And then when I go home, I do Qigong, which is a very like slow meditation type of kind of like type of Tai Chi. And I realized that by doing those little things, which is not that big, like take more breaks, take a walk at lunchtime, get outside, get home, change my mindset by like doing something physical in my body. And then I feel a lot less stressed at the end of the day. Like I feel like I come home and I don't have to like sink into a binge TV watching puddle. Although sometimes you might need to. I mean, if you want to, yes. But if, you know, the difference is do I want to or do I, or is it just like, the only option because I literally feel like I have no energy to do anything else. So something that personally is an energy drainer for me is what I like to call and others like to call social vampires. <laughs> so social vampires, I bet you you know one. If you don't, maybe you are one. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Isn't that the old like phrase? Shoot. Like, There's always one annoying person in the friend group. If you don't know who it is, you're the annoying person. Like, That's a thing. I didn't make that up, I swear. So a social vampire is the type of person that you have an interaction with them. And when you walk away from that interaction, you feel like they completely sucked you dry of your energy. Hence, you know, the vampire part. Oh, my goodness. Wait. <laughs> Breaking news. What? That's how I feel. With me. Yes. Yeah, I know. That's how I feel with you. Oh, my goodness. That's why it works, because we just take each other's energy. Is that why you're always wearing garlic? Because that's why I'm always wearing garlic. Yeah, that's why I eat so much garlic and carry a wooden steak in my back pocket. <laughs> Against me? Yeah. Can I borrow that wooden steak right now? Yeah, sure. <laughs> no, but seriously, social vampires can be really taxing. And I've personally had to cut social vampires out of my friend group before because they just take, take, take and don't give back or restore your energy to you. And it can be really detrimental and toxic to your health to allow a social vampire to continue to sap your energy from you. One of the big things that helps if you don't want to cut them out of your life, or maybe you can't because they're like a relative, um, is to set boundaries. So setting boundaries can be really helpful. And something that I know Amy and I have both done is say, okay, well, I can enter this interaction, but I'm going to put some boundaries around it. So yes, I can hang out with you, but I have to do something else at 7 p.m. So I'll have to leave at that time. Oh my so, gosh, you always do that to me. Shh, I know. <laughs> oh my goodness. I'm learning all of Brittany's secrets right but it now. it helps because I still want to have an interaction with Amy, even though she's a social vampire. Hmm. But I know that my personal limit is three hours. So I got to cut that time. But that's a really appropriate thing to do because setting boundaries is good for your health and it's good for your personal energy. So it's don't like when feel that embarrassed to, or ashamed to do that. It's like when your aunt calls and you're like, oh no, I don't want to answer this call, but I don't want to be rude. So then you pick up and then you say, Oh, hey, I'd love to talk, but in just 10 minutes, I have to leave. I have to go to a doctor's appointment. <laughs> so in just 10 minutes, I just be warned in 10 minutes, I have to hang up. And then you listen to her talk about mm -hmm. Uncle Bob, and he's so lazy, and he's a slob, and whatever. I don't and really have, get to hang up. I don't have an Uncle Bob. So Me neither. <laughs> please know that that's this a is not real life. <laughs> hypothetical situation where Auntie talks about Uncle Bob. <laughs> yeah. And then after 10 minutes, you just politely and firmly let Auntie, no. It's Thank you for talking go. about Uncle Bob. That was so fascinating. I feel <laughs> enlightened. And now I'm on my way to doctor's appointment. <laughs> I gotta go. Well, we shouldn't feel ashamed to reclaim our time as our own because it's our time. So we can give it out as we choose. And social vampires are people that don't know how to gauge 
other people's time or maybe they don't need to have alone time or they just need energy from others and they'll take it until it's empty. So don't feel ashamed to cut out social vampires or to set boundaries because you need your energy. It's yours. Only you can control it and nurture it and keep it protected. So speaking of reclaiming your time, that is the next draining thing, which can be obligations with big quotation marks around obligations, (laughs) quote, obligations, quote, unquote. Oh, wow. Literal. (laughs) (laughs) So have you ever asked yourself if you can cut out some of these, quote unquote, obligations that are that are actually things that you're imposing on yourself? Self-imposed isn't real. (laughs) (laughs) I literally do not do anything that I used to, quote unquote, have to do. Okay, so I don't go to work happy hours anymore. I don't go home for Christmas. I don't go to an acquaintance's birthday party. I'm not a terrible person. I swear. No, she's not. Okay, (laughs) no, I'm not terrible. It's just, it's what Brittany said. I, I realized that I only have so much energy in the day. And so when I use it on one thing, then I cannot use that energy on something else because it is gone poof like a cloud of smoke like a wind gobbled up (laughs) by a chicken wow i was thinking something more fierce like a bear but sure like a chicken (laughs) she's a little delicate (laughs) well and this is going to go hand in hand with the next section which is that which is managing your activities but okay so for example if i go to the work happy hour just so that my boss will see me, so that I make a good impression. Because that's pretty common, right? It's like, oh, I have to go to this. A lot of people say this. Like, I have to go to this work event, but I really don't want to. But then, you know, I want to make sure my supervisor sees me there. It's like, okay, well, if I go and spend that, those hours there, then when I get home, I'm not going to have the energy to cook my food for tomorrow. That's way more important that I have my home-cooked lunch packed than that I go to this happy hour. And if I go home for Christmas, even though I actually I would like to go home for Christmas and see my family then, but then here's the thing. From where I live, it is an eight-hour journey. In, so it's so, forever, it's but including so like layover and travel time. The airplane makes me sick. It is so crowded. It's winter, so there oh, are layovers. Oh, yeah, God. that's delays. Yeah, like we, We're from the same region. We have the same problems. Oh, there's a <laughs> blizzard and you have to spend the night yep. in the airport and you're like, come on, I only have four days, you yeah. know, because it's Christmas. You only have four I had days a travel off. day, two travel day. Now I had only two days with my family. Like, that's not enjoyable. It's ex- Yeah, and it's such a rush and I'm like, you know what? I'm, I'm not going to go home just because it's Christmas and that's when everyone goes home. It's like, hi, family. Why don't I meet you in January or February. I can spend a week with you. And we, yeah, and we do it and we're more relaxed and we can have more time together and it's more fun. And then like, for example, the acquaintance's birthday party is like, you're just my acquaintance and why should I ha- go to your birthday party because I don't know, you're my coworker and everyone in the department is going and it's going to be weird if I don't go and I don't want to hurt your feelings and like why why is such like a uh, why is it like a requirement to go to something that you're not really invested in this person. They're not invested in you. Like, you have something to do. You have a real obligation to yourself. To take care of myself yes. and relax. Well, and taking care of yourself. And work on this podcast. That is, is a permanent obligation. The podcast? Taking care of yourself. Oh, yeah. Like, ooh. <laughs> that is a permanent obligation. And nothing else should get in the way of that. I'm putting myself first. And I'm... She's very good at that. <laughs> So that's the thing. It's like, think about, so this is the next one. Different activities require different energy levels. I mean, just think about it. Like when you have energy, what do you want to be doing? 
And then another thing is, I think it's also worth thinking about like, so when do you have the most energy? What are the activities that you want to do? And then how can you rearrange your schedule so that the activities that you want to do better coincide with your energy levels? For example, I used to spend the weekend mornings doing things like running errands, cooking my food for the week, cleaning my house. And then, even though they didn't take much time, maybe a couple of hours, and I was done by like one o'clock, I was so drained. Like I had no energy for the rest of the day. But what I really wanted to do was I wanted to work on this podcast. And then when I had time after work, so I get home, at, I don't know, 5.30, and I have like five hours in the evening, I had time, but I had no energy. So again, the same problem. And then I realized, okay, like I am most productive when I don't go to work. So on the weekend or before work, I feel really productive. So why don't I exercise? Why don't I do the podcast in the morning or on the weekend? And why don't I do these other tasks like cooking my food, cleaning the house, et cetera? Like I'm really tired when I get from work. I have no energy. Like there's no way I can work on the podcast, which the takes brain is drained. Yeah. A lot of brain <laughs> power. A lot of brain. So then I realized that I could do things in bursts. So I could come home and I feel really exhausted. So then I will get my bathrobe and my fluffy socks and I will sit in a chair and I'll read my book for 30 minutes. And then I will get up after 30 minutes. I'll say, okay, now I will do the dishes for 15 minutes. And then I'll do the dishes and then I'll go back to relaxing. And then after maybe a Netflix episode, I'll be like, okay, and now I will conquer sweeping the floor. And so I just, you know, I have these little bursts of rest and energy. And then I really, during the weeknight, even though I'm feeling pretty drained, it's a really great time to clean the house. Like, I don't really need to be like super wide awake when I'm cleaning the house. Like sometimes I'm doing the dishes and my eyes are literally closing. I'm not washing knives or anything dangerous. Okay, <laughs> Like I just, please don't wash your dishes with your eyes closed. Do not recommend. So just do things with care. Yes. Okay. But I, you know, I'm just, this is degraded. Clearly I've gotten, I'm losing my energy. She's losing her okay. energy. She had her eggs two hours ago. It's running out. Energy is fading. Well, but, it, but what you learned from that was that why are you going to waste the energy that you have of morning times and weekends on tasks that don't need your energy? You don't need energy to wash the dishes. So spend that time doing things that you want with the energy you have, like your podcast or exercising. You can do the mundane boring stuff on the weeknights when you're tired and drained because you don't have to waste your time on the weekends doing something you don't want to do you had that revelation didn't even know it she's so smart Brittany. she is so smart <laughs> oh and then i realized also showering is so exhausting why is it so hard <laughs> i don't know it's just so tiring and yeah. it's and when you finish i'm just like i am at my i'm like literally my i'm like toweling off i'm like my eyes are closed I do a lot of things with my eyes closed. Because <laughs> she just walks around her life with her eyes closed. <laughs> oh, my goodness. It's a problem. <laughs> There's like a rope all the way around my house. They're like, what is that rope for at hand level? So I'm like, I can just follow it's just it. so I can get from one room to the other with my eyes closed. <laughs> <laughs> well, but speaking of keeping your eyes closed, something else that you learned to do was to just be okay with being tired sometimes. Oh. Well, that's, that's the really big thing that I think is important is like sometimes you're just going to be really tired no matter what you do. And no matter how carefully you guard your energy, you're just going to be tired sometimes. When Red Dragon is coming. Yeah. We haven't used Red Dragon in a long time. No, like we miss Red Dragon. We don't miss Red Dragon. We miss <laughs> using Red Dragon's name. But when he's We've coming, there's, failing, Brittany. there's nothing failing. you can do to make that better. No. When, the, when my period is coming, the fatigue is out of control. 
and it's just it's literally game over and so the day is about going to work doing my work tasks making sure that i am productive at work and then literally as soon as i get home it's just lay in bed fluffy socks bathroom favorite things in the world cat and netflix and during that time there is no activity bursts there is no, I'm going to watch Grey's and Frankie for 20 minutes and then I'm going to clean my toilet for 10 minutes. No, there is like, I am going to binge watch Grey's and Frankie for and just lay there. four hours <laughs> yep. until I fall asleep at 730 in the evening and then wake up and I'm. <laughs> so I think sometimes it's just, it's just honoring the fact that I'm exhausted and that's okay. And I don't have to push myself and pressure myself and, oh, the house is dirty and the dishes are piling up and I really should do this and I should and I should. One day I was just like realized I'm an adult. Like I can do what I want. <laughs> what is that voice in my head telling me? Like who is my is my mother in my head? No, she never yes. really did that. But it's like that voice of a mother in your head just mm-hmm. being like, oh, you really should do your dishes. And I'm like, but my eyes are closed and there are knives in there. So I really think this time it's yeah. kind of dangerous. Well, like feeling <laughs> like you have to do something is also exhausting. Like having that pressure and anxiety in your mind being like, you have to do this, you have to do this, you have to do this, is contributing to your fatigue. So if you just like let it go and you said, okay, I'm giving myself permission because I am struggling right now to not have to be productive, to not have to be social, to not have to achieve anything, that is one of the best things to help you regain your energy because you have no pressure put on yourself. Pressure is so taxing and draining. Don't put pressure on yourself. Cut out those obligations. Self-imposed obligations, especially if your dragon is here. So while this next tip might seem counterproductive, it's actually exercise. It probably seems counterproductive because you're saying, well, if I don't have energy, how am I supposed to exercise? I mean, yeah, I get that. Yeah, Brittany. But how am I going to exercise if I'm so tired? Well, starting to get on a routine of exercising can actually give you more energy. There's these really great chemicals that get released when you exercise that give your body a boost of really pure energy and it doesn't have to be like super high impact like i'm doing burpees and running a marathon ew no ew first of all you'll never see me doing yeah what a gross word first of all burpee like who named that exercise somebody weird (laughs) but you'll never see me or amy doing that but it's doing something physical with your body that gets your blood pumping gets you moving and gets your body going could be like yoga or a walk or playing with your pet, or doing something that gets you outside in nature, that gets your body moving. Personally, I love Qigong. I really encourage you to check it out if you're not familiar with Qigong, because it's been referred to as movement meditation. It's just really slow movements to cultivate your qi, which is also known as your internal energy or your vital energy. And the movements are really gentle and flowing. And so they're really easy to do. Like when I'm feeling very tired, I can still manage 10 minutes of Qigong. And I love it because it's really mentally revitalizing. So when I'm feeling really drained from stress and I do Qigong, I just, I don't know. I just, when I finish, I I feel like I have a different mindset. And exercise is such a huge stress reliever. So that's totally normal. Oh, and you know what else I realized is that So before when I was like really, really sick and I was laying in my bed all the time and I was just going through really, really rough patches with my health where it was hard to eat, right? Like it was hard to eat. It was hard to get the nutrients that I needed. 
And between that and laying in bed, I had lost so much muscle tone. And that made it really hard to walk around my neighborhood or just even go up a flight of stairs. And so I began doing very low-key, low-impact strength training. And so basically, something that's been really important for me personally is building up my stamina and getting back my strength in my body. And that's also helped my body feel a lot lighter because for a while, like it was feeling really heavy, especially when I had to go up a flight of stairs. Obviously, I don't overdo it, right? So (laughs) I'm not like, I have no muscle tone. I'm going to go run a mile. Um, No, thank you. For me, it's been about finding the right balance between getting enough daily movement so that I don't lose muscle tone and even trying to increase my stamina just like little by little, like, you know, maybe even up 0.1% every day but without overexerting myself and then not being able to move for three days because I have no more spoons and I've just like totally wiped myself out. Okay, next quick one we want to talk about to get more energy is supplements. So definitely check with your doctor because they can do blood tests to see if that you're deficient in any key vitamin or minerals. Like I know personally I was diagnosed with an anemia in my mid-20s. I had no idea. They diagnosed me with a blood test. And I started taking iron pills and I was like, whoa, I literally cannot believe like I have like triple the energy that I had before. So that's just something that is really helpful to check with your doctor, because if you're missing a key vitamin or a key mineral, then they can test for it. Figure out what you may need to help get your energy levels back to normal. All right. So the last tip that we want to mention is getting out of fight or flight mode. And I know that we already talked about stress, but I think this, at least to me, is a little bit different. And I didn't realize it, but I, and I mean like me and my body, we have been in a state of high alert for years. And I mean years, I mean like decades. (laughs) So I have been unlearning my hypervigilance. You know, I've been trying to build fear-free relationships with food and with sex and with using the bathroom and with my symptoms. At some point, I realized that I have been living in a state of chronic fear and anxiety, and that's not helping me, right? Like, that's not the way that I want to live because that's harming me both on a physical and mental and emotional level. And so it's not about pretending that I'm not afraid. It's not about toxic positivity. It's about like finding the tools and the resources and the coping strategies to help me process my trauma and to help me shift out of a state of constant fear in my body. I've been doing a lot of very specific meditations and visualizations and practices that are designed to help you refine safety in your body and they're helping me bring myself back to a place of calm when I'm triggered and they're helping me notice when I get triggered because before I was just like constantly in a state of alarm so it's like I was just like triggered all the time and just like always on hyper alert and now I'm learning to like find calm in my body and 
out of fight or flight and then recognize when I'm back in fight or flight and then use those tools that I've learned to bring myself back down. I will tell you, I had no idea how draining it is physically and emotionally to be constantly on edge and worried and afraid all of the time. Now I just feel so much more emotionally energized than I have felt in years, and I was not expecting that. And it is so welcome, and I feel so grateful. And I think part of that for me has been also like unpacking and processing all of the grief that I have from what I've lost due to this illness and how that grief can affect my energy levels and how that grief for me turned into depression and also like the fears that I had around like my food intolerances and my bodily functions because they were so painful and how that turned into like chronic anxiety. And so for years, I didn't even know that I was living with all of this heavy, heavy grief, like a blanket over my body that was just suffocating me and making it really hard for me to find motivation and find the energy in my body. And so, you know, I think a really good tip too is getting the mental health support that we need may also help us to feel more revitalized and more energized. All right, so that's it for today's tips. And we say this having all dealt with terrible energy problems. And like I said, I still have sleep problems. So we don't have perfect energy. There are still times when we do something that sucks our energy. So we're not coming from a place of we have perfect cultivated energy because we don't. And we haven't always. But having energy is necessary to do things that you want. And so it's really important to keep all these factors in mind because it's for your best interest. I don't have perfect energy, Brittany, but I no. literally have so much energy than so before. So much more. Oh my gosh. Yeah. That I am so happy. I am over the moon. I am like, woohoo, yippee. It is, it is unbelievable how much energy that I have just doing, like doing all of doing these Doing these things. basic things. Yeah. You know, especially compared to before when it was like, what? I have to carry a book like that's really heavy and I have to walk across <laughs> to take campus three like naps before that. <laughs> that's really far and it's on the third floor. I'll never make it without the elevator. I mean, it it was it was really hard before. So, well, if you feel like you have something like actual chronic fatigue, definitely talk to a doctor. If you're having a situation like Amy had where you feel like it's, you know, impacting your life in a huge way, definitely talk to your doctor about it. So I hope we've given you some food for thought. And if you have something in your life that's a big energy drain that you feel like other people might have but may not recognize, we'd love to hear about it because it's really hard to see the forest or the tree sometimes. Or if you have something that's really super energizing for you <laughs> that we haven't mentioned. But please don't say coffee. <laughs> please don't say an external stimulant. A real internal self-made energy. We would love to hear about it because there are so many places in our lives where we can work to improve our energy. And like I said, I still struggle with the sleep one, so I'm working on it. But there's a lot of other places where I know I can improve. So we'd love to hear from you about what your thoughts are so that we can share that with the whole community. And hopefully we all walk around a little more energized. So if you'd like to leave a comment, please go to the website in 16years.com. If something like, you know, petting your cat gives you a lot of energy, please email us. Let me know. Email Amy. <laughs> the email is connect 
at in16years.com. So just go ahead, let us know about your energy, about your pet kitty or puppy or doggy or bunny (laughs) rabbit, hamster. Things you love that energize (laughs) you. We'd love to hear about it. 